Hello, it's the 5th of June 2018 and this is my Hearthstone Diary. Welcome, I can't believe it, 5th of June already. It's, um, this year is absolutely flying by, I don't know where the time's going. But um, here we find ourselves, five days into the new season of Hearthstone. Um, it's currently uh, the evening here where I am, um, so recording this a bit later than I normally do, or I do it from my car at lunchtime. Um, but uh, yeah, I thought I'd do it later on today. So I um, just wanted to uh, to go through a few things. This is episode three. Um, it's uh, It's been going really well so far. I've had a lot of really good feedback. I managed to finally get uh, everything sorted so that the podcast could go live on Apple Podcasts. I think it's gone out to a couple of other places as well. I have to check on Anchor where they... Um, where they publish too um, and I've had a few other suggestions to look at stuff like Podbean as well so as I develop it further I'll, I'll try and release it on all platforms so that everyone can hear but um, it's been amazing the response from some of the kind of people that I've been following for months and months on in the community who are, are kind of taking the time to listen and give me feedback and help me out and so um, so yeah it's been really uh, it's been really quite sort of overwhelming to um, to have that level of support already so just makes me yeah uh, even more inspired um, to do it again and again. So it's, um, yeah, I'll, I'll get cracking. This week's uh, episode, the kind of main subject that I want to talk about is um, is diversity in the meta. Uh, just talk a little bit about my kind of view on it at the moment. I know that it's um, certainly proving to be a kind of uh, talking point amongst amongst the uh, community so um want to talk a little bit about that but I'll start off by uh, bringing everyone up to speed with where I'm at in Hearthstone um so I mentioned on the last episode that I was going away for the weekend uh, to Sweden um and was holding the ceremony for my uh, two of my best friends who were getting married um and uh, it was an absolutely fantastic, amazing day. Sweden had some unbelievably good weather, um, which is uncharacteristic of uh, of their country in general. So it was um, it was phenomenal, and uh, the ceremony went really well, and they were really happy. And um, the the bride hadn't heard it, uh, the speech that I was going to make or the poem that I wrote at all. So yeah, all of that was really kind of breathtaking, um, and it was a wonderful day. So. Um, so I didn't get around to playing any Hearthstone over the weekend and um, the, the kind of reset, the month reset happened just before I went away. So um, I hadn't really got back to it. I wasn't overly concerned about the way, like, I know when you kind of go away from Hearthstone for a little bit, there can be the kind of feeling of how is the meta going to shift and what, what deck's going to be playable. And, and actually that would kind of bring me on to the, the subject matter later on talking about the meta and and um the kind of variety that's available but um since i've been back i've been trying out a few decks um and actually today i crafted the quest the warrior quest um i i mentioned on the first episode i think or or um certainly may have kind of uh, i talked about adam who introduced me to the game and he i think i said that he was playing quest warrior when i when i first started playing and i was like wow that looks so cool i remember from playing a bit of world of warcraft and, and the warrior class looks great and um and it's it, he was playing quest warrior back then so this was obviously Nguro that i started playing and i was like oh, i'd love to play that but you know there was obviously i didn't have the cards for it and stuff and i never um 
in Angora packs, I never ended up. I didn't never got many of the quests to be honest. I actually think I have had a few of the quests since, um, but those are one of the kind of legendary sets that I've never really got many of. Um, so anyway, I I had started to see that people were playing Quest Warrior, and I've been watching on Twitter, and Quest Warrior's been popping up, and you know, um, like with this meta in general at the moment, I'm not really sure which classes are best, and that's and I think that's a really good thing, and I, I'll come on to that. But um, I was like you know what, let's have a go. I've wanted to play Quest Warrior since I started the game. It's kind of nostalgic in a way. Um, it's one of the, the great first decks that I saw. So I crafted it. I basically had every other card anyway. Um, I think the good thing about that deck is that, if I remember rightly, I've got the Lich King in there. But um, I think that's the only other legendary. So it's actually quite a, an affordable deck. Um, there's a few epics mostly rares and, and commons so um yeah it's not actually too bad as long as you've got the quest um i've been playing i've been trying a bit of recruit hunter as well i really really like the the idea of that deck i also crafted king crush i've had um a fair amount of dust still left over from the the witchwood um expansion when that came out so and I, i've kind of been with other you know dusting other packs and stuff that I've got and, and gold cards and stuff like that I managed to build up a fair amount of dust so um and a couple of golden legendaries that I got so um I actually dusted the darkness the gold golden darkness um but I just I can't see I can't see where that'll come in and I'm sure one day I'll regret it but um it's led to to getting uh, you know some cards that I want so I'm I'm fine with it but um the uh so I, I think I may have even used that. I think I used that dust for King Crush, and, and um, that's a really fun deck, Recruit Hunter. I just I can't quite get my head around it at the moment, and I know I just would need to play more of it. But um, I was kind of bouncing around with a few decks. So there was that, and then I built this um, Quest Warrior and played a little bit with that, and then wasn't sure, and then I kind of went back to Token Druid and um, taught, I, I had... The, the kind of deck for Taunt Druid but um, I kind of re-put it into my manager and um, played a few games with that because I'd seen people playing it had a few games with kind of Spell Hunter as well because I know that Spell Hunter's doing quite well at the moment um, and then uh, earlier on I was kind of like do you know what I've got Quest Warrior I haven't I played a few games with it and had some okay success I think I was going through a bit of a tilt and I kind of wasn't really playing well with any deck and kind of losing a few games, not really concentrating, playing on things like my lunch break and stuff like that. So no real consistency. And then tonight I've just, I think I hit, oh, I must've hit like, I don't know, five, six game win streak. And I'm, I kind of fell back to the bottom of rank nine, just kind of nine and one star. And then, yeah, went on, I don't know, it must be, six maybe seven win streak I do it all on my mobile generally so um I don't really have the the record for it but um with the bonus stars got myself back into rank seven and uh and I was just finding finding kind of it worked for me I I think because you're putting down taunts so you're kind of protecting yourself all the time and a lot of the decks there are a lot of slower decks and obviously it does quite well against aggro as well but if you do get a slow start, it can be tricky, but it's got a good amount of taunts. It's got good clearance. If you kind of use, um, if you kind of think about what um, AOE or like Brawl, um, those cards that you might need and think about really, what should I be saving them for? And can I use my health and weapons and stuff like that to um, to 
uh, kind of manage the board and and can save those big ones for um, the kind of bigger threats, the the wider boards that you might need to clear, and like things like take for example like Spell Hunter, if you can clear away those um, you know four three three wolves that come out of the Spellstone, if you can clear them without using things like Brawl, you you know you've still got them um, if you need them. And uh, I've had a few games against Spellhunter, and I kind of got a good win rate against it. I don't know, not really looked in too much detail what are the favoured matchups, but um, I know that I used to have a lot of success with Shadowwalk's Charmin against Quest Warrior, and I do think that Quest Warrior is potentially just a bit too slow, um, unless you get a really fast start. But it's a bit too slow that that Shadowwalk Charmin's got time to, um, you know, start playing the the Shadowwalk combo and then once they get going I've done it before where you just keep putting them out and you're just building your health and even if you've got no cards left it's just you you don't you're not um, burning too much health that, that you can't just keep using the, the shadow walks to build the health back up so that is one matchup I definitely struggle with but in general I think like it, it does fairly well against a lot of the meta and maybe as I get you know further into the ranks and closer to rank 5 and, and beyond that maybe it will become a bit harder maybe it won't suit quite as much but at the moment it's, it's kind of faring me really well and once you get that quest completed and you get um the weapon and the and the hero power changes like that's so powerful that hero power and if you can keep that's why things like brawl are amazing because if you can brawl everything and leave one minion on the board you're either taking um a decent chunk of health away or um or you're taking out that minion and when hunter uh, spell hunter gets to that point where they're building those kind of minions I think they just I, I, I seem to be able to control it enough and, and have enough things left that um they can't get enough value out of the out of the death knight because they're only building one minion at a time and you can kind of wipe that out each time and as long as you and then you can kind of wait for other cards that help you to kind of remove a couple of those and as you do that you're taking eight health away and they, they unless they're getting these lifesteal minions enough they can't keep up so um yeah i've been really enjoying it i i'll see how it you know how it plans out and and if i keep having success with it but it's so nice to be playing warrior it's amazing and it's also um it's nice to be having a bit of success because i've had a few days of not really getting anywhere and kind of falling back um i think i started i must have started at rank seven i did yeah started at rank seven and just fell away to rank nine with a bit of tilt and a bit of messing around with decks and kind of thinking, do you know what, it's early on in the season, I'm not really worried about it too much. Um, and it's it's a really fun meta to play in at the moment, so why not try some different decks and some different um, classes and, and just see what, and, and have a bit of fun and see what's kind of good to, to play with. Um, so I've got myself back up to rank seven. I'm going to carry on playing with, with Quest Warrior and see if I can... Um, get to rank five and then kind of make an assessment for there but you know there's things like taunt druid and token druid that i could play that i could go back to recruit hunter maybe if i do hit rank five maybe i'll have another go with that and kind of um use it the the being in rank five for a while the the being at the floor to kind of experiment with that deck a bit more and learn it i kind of like on the recruit hunter i kind of like the idea of the cube um i just some of the worst losses some of the most tilting losses I've had to that deck have been people who have used play dead on a cube a carnivorous cube when they've got um some sort of dinosaur in it and 
that's just so it's backbreaking. Um, and uh, you know, I don't know how much they pull that off, but it, it's a lot of fun. Um, to to see and I'm sure it's a lot of fun to play and win that way as well so I'll try out a few things like that always happy to go back to Shadowhawk Shaman I've really really enjoyed that deck and I really still like playing it um, I just think there's there's there are a few other good decks that um, can kind of I don't know if it switches a bit aggro and you see a bit more Odd Paladin and, and Odd Rogue I went for a patch I've seen quite a lot of Odd Rogue then um, particularly at this time of the of the season as well, don't think it fares as much because it gets run down too quickly. Um, so yeah, we'll we'll carry on playing it, but it's uh, it's really fun, and um, I kind of want to bring it on to the to the main subject. It all kind of leads nicely into the the main subject for this for this week. So diversity in the meta. Since I've been playing this game, and I think actually Anguro was one of the best metas that since I've been playing but unfortunately I was I was playing the, the hunt not unfortunately because face hunter's great right but um, unfortunately I was too early in the game to really make the most out of that because I didn't have a lot of the set and I, I didn't have a lot of the cards to kind of try out lots of different decks so I kind of had to stick with the one thing and in a way I like that but then I kind of this is where I didn't get all the quests and I didn't get all of the, the kind of legendaries for that and was kind of slap bang in the middle of kind of a big set of cards and and that only kind of building and my collection needing to catch up. Um, but we've had these we've had these nerfs and it's removed a few of the um, kind of dominant decks out of the meta a little bit. And I am seeing people still playing cube lock, control warlock, trying to work out which one is still viable, which one's best. And I think in the right hands there's still some very powerful decks. You know, moving, taking away four health, um, and and putting possessed lackey up slows things down for sure but you know people are finding variants on it now and I'm sure it's gonna have a place but um I was listening to to a couple of the podcasts and they were talking about different things to do with the the kind of meta and the balance and all of these decks do have strengths and weaknesses and that's what's kind of making the meta so diverse at the moment is that you can play lots of different decks and you well, you can have some success with it, particularly if the meta kind of shifts in a way that favours the deck that you're playing. I do think it's important, and I've seen some comments on this, and I was in the uh, Velen's Chosen Discord, and a couple of people like Ridiculous Hat were saying, were giving some advice, which is absolutely true, that um, you've got to be careful about switching decks too much and, and expecting to get some success, because the meta might shift, but if you keep changing, then you might miss, miss it when it shifts back and kind of take your opportunity especially if you're kind of learning a deck to, you just got to say like I'm going to keep playing keep cracking on having a go with this deck and eventually I think someone said you've got to have the losses um, I think it was Wicked Good actually said in the in the Discord channel that um, you've got to keep getting those losses until it start, you start turning it into wins and you've got to kind of see how the meta shifts with you so but diversity wise like all nine classes are viable at the moment, which is amazing. You know, there is a, there is a deck for every class and people are starting to recognise which, you know, I think if you see Shaman at the moment, you're gonna it's pretty much guaranteed to be Shadowwalk, although I did play one even Shaman earlier, but generally it's gonna be Shadowwalk. If you're playing Warrior, I think people are starting to settle on Quest Warrior as being the most efficient warrior deck. Um which is maybe why I've kind of taken it up, but I know that Recruit Warrior people do really enjoy it and that you know they pull out such 
huge minions and someone played Geosculptor Yip on me earlier and when they had over 10 armor and um, Tarantus came out and I you know sort of said hey my old friend how are you and uh, he hit me in the face with it a, a couple of times and that was game um, but I think you know Hunter Spell Hunter and Recruit Hunter are kind of you know it could be either one of those decks and I think Spell Hunter probably takes it in terms of favorability but um, you certainly don't know, and I know mid-range hunters kind of coming through now as well. Mage, I see a lot less of, but control mage and and burn mage are still there. I think I really haven't seen much burn mage. I just don't think it's got enough firepower at the moment, particularly in this slow meta with a lot of kind of warrior and druid who can build their health um, or their armor up quite a lot. It's just difficult for that deck to be completely viable. Um, but mage is still playable and control mage will always sneak back in um, and some players can absolutely make the most of it um, and then you've got um, who else have we got so you've got paladin's got kind of odd paladin it's pretty much the only playable deck at the moment unfortunately OTK paladin hasn't managed to find a place in the meta as I was hoping but there you go you've got warlock so warlocks kind of as I said you know there's there's the the Cuban control that people are trying out, but then um, even lock or I think you know people are kind of saying that it's handlock now, which I agree with, which is really cool because I mentioned handlock before as being a deck that I really enjoyed, and this is slightly different, but um, still another really kind of viable deck. Um, Rogue has odd Rogue, which is kind of the main one at the moment, but people are still kind of just playing tempo Rogue. Um, so. There's loads and loads of decks that you can play and there's loads of choice and I think they are kind of getting refined to a few, you know, one or two per class that are are really kind of strong. Druid's probably the one with the most where it's got Taunt Druid, it's got Togwaggle Druid, it's got Token Druid, it's got Malagos Druid, Spiteful Druid is still there. Priest has, I did I did play someone earlier who was a Spiteful Priest. I played, I know that Combo, um, combo Dragon Priest or Combo Priest is coming back and that deck is so scary in the right hands because you just do not know where they're going to, I don't know, steal a minion and buff it up and attack or, um, you know, when they're just going to get minions to stick and, and go face with some huge buffed minions. So I'm scared of the that deck coming back in. But that is so many options. And uh, Ree Bobson was saying on um, Around the Hearth that uh, the, the tournament at the weekend had um, all classes represented which is which is amazing um and that just doesn't happen in tournaments and since i've been kind of getting in amongst the community i i haven't seen that being reported at at many tournaments at all so it's amazing to have that much diversity but then comes the discussion and the talking point and comes the differing opinions now look everyone is entitled to their opinion and what i'm talking about now is just my opinion um and and everyone's entitled to it and absolutely right, rightly so, to have their kind of view on it all. But I was thinking about it and I know there's this thing of, well, a lot of pros and a lot of regular legend hitters are saying it's quite hard in this kind of meta when it's too diverse to know kind of what decks you, you need to play and get good at to kind of get consistent success. And, and I can completely see that. And certainly in a kind of tournament environment, if you're trying to, you know, these guys are professionals, they know what to take, they know how to read the tournament matters, they know 
what kind of decks they're likely to be coming up against and that kind of dictates like things like bans like when they're banning decks for example but at the moment if they're finding it hard to guess that because there's so many decks out there then I can see why that would be a problem but then I was thinking when you achieve higher ranks and hit legend or you hit you know kind of rank 5 to rank 1 you're you get that little thing that says you were in the the top 2% or the top 0.5% of players and I was thinking if that's the the top 0.5% or 0.2% that are hitting legend whatever the figure is that shouldn't necessarily be the group that dictate what the meta should be and you kind of think really the majority should make the decision on what they feel and and this is a game after all it's supposed to be enjoyed by many people you know Blizzard don't make um, Hearthstone to be kind of elitist in its nature they build it to, to you know make money and to reach the masses and that's why they're trying to balance everything all the time and that's why they're trying to design cool cards like the Witchwood expansion which may not have necessarily had loads and loads of cards that are the strongest but it's had some great additions to the set and it's about having as much fun as possible and I, and I think a lot of the people that play Hearthstone in the big majority that aren't hitting those high ranks that aren't hitting legend all the time that aren't playing professionally are the ones that really this game is kind of in a broader sense aimed at and they now have the opportunity to play all of the classes and to have success with it and to enjoy playing all the classes and not to feel like a few months back when you wanted to play warrior or shaman and they just weren't featuring anywhere and no one was really trying to make decks or if they were there was only a few and they weren't necessarily having much success and if you're trying to learn and play a game and get better at it what better way than to have the option to play decks that you find fun instead of playing something that is just good and in the top tier and you have to play it because you want to do well now maybe I'm quite passionate about this because I suffered massively a few months ago before the expansion and before the nerfs with the lack of diversity and not finding my identity and that's why I go back to the identity thing that I talked about in the first episode because finding your identity in Hearthstone in my opinion is hugely important for the enjoyment of the game but also is a big factor in having success because if you want to play a deck and you want to try something different well now you can and that is something that we that I feel we should all be massively grateful for and 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 it's quite lucky that this has come around and I think for a lot of people in the community and I hope this is the case it's kind of rejuvenated their love for the game and I know for some people that it's it's annoyed them and, and kind of got their backs up and, and not quite what they want and like I said I get that but I think at the moment for the majority of people playing the game and for the game as the on the whole this is the best that I've seen it since I started playing and yeah it's hard to get a good win rate going because you might have like I've just had loads of success and I might just turn on Hearthstone in a minute and go to play some more games and just not be able to put a win together because the meta shifted so quickly and there's these kind of mini metas pocket metas where you're 
your deck might not be quite as viable and you just got to see it out or switch off and come back to it or just play a couple of games and then come back to it go and play some arena they're doing some really cool stuff with arena at the moment um go and play some wild as well you know and i i don't know enough about wild i think podcasts like into well into the wild specifically is a good place if you want to find out about the kind of how the meta has shifted there but they're it always felt to me like there was a bit more diversity in the the wild meta because there are more cards to play with um and i think you could have more success with different decks but to have the standard meta the way it is now in my opinion is is really really strong um i only hope that the majority of people that play the game do feel that way um because then it then it kind of includes as many people as possible and I, I, you know, being able to play this warrior deck that I, I never thought I'd possibly never get the chance to play Quest Warrior because it would never have a, had a place. And a few months back, Warrior just didn't exist on the on the ladder, and now it's actually a deck that you can win with. And these decks having these kind of being so balanced is is great because there are weaknesses and strengths in every deck, and if you can learn to play to those weaknesses, and I tell you what, it's just kind of spun to me right now is that. I talked a little while back and I sent a few messages out on Twitter. This was kind of back when it was the the rock, paper, scissors meta. And I said, and a lot of people were talking about this on podcast as well, is that it almost felt for a long time like just having the right deck in the right match would win you, win you that match up. And it was just like, it was literally rock, paper, scissors. It was just potluck. You, you just hit play match and you get an opponent and quite often the game was won like before you even started or in the mulligan because it was just that kind of opposite from from each other and i always said like when i first started playing the game what i really loved is that it felt like you could win a lot of matchups if you played them well enough and they ne- didn't necessarily have to favor your deck but if you knew your deck really well you could win matchups that uh, at least you know the ones where you were unfavored, you could get somewhere near fifty percent, and so they didn't hit you as hard when you ran into them a couple of times. But back when it was rock paper scissors, like if you just hit a meta where you were playing um, an aggro deck and you were coming up against control warlock all the time, you know you were playing paladin and you came up against control warlock, and for a while, and I'm talking even before even paladin and before witchwood, in that rock paper scissors where it was kind of the mage. Paladin, Warlock, and then there was a kind of periphery of Priest. You could just lose a game just by queuing in. Well, now it's like, okay, I don't know who I'm queued into. I, I don't know what deck they're going to be playing. It's there's, It could be any of the classes. And if I play to my strengths and play my game and think about what they might be able to play and try and figure it out as early as possible, I actually can stand a chance of winning this match, even if I'm not favoured, because I can try and use the strengths of my deck to get ahead. And then you've got the opportunity, and then maybe some bad draw or a misplay, or um, you just kind of playing really, really well and playing around things, kind of in a in a in a way that you try in so many matches, actually might win you the game. And that, for me, is when Hearthstone is most fun because then it really is a chess match, you know, and it's not just, um, you know, that you in a chess match you start with the same pieces sure and 
you know, there is a slight advantage from maybe going first, but that's it. You're only slightly unfavoured. And there, okay, there are still the occasional matchups that um, you are massively unfavoured and you possibly don't stand a chance, but they happen a lot less. And then it doesn't feel as tilting because you could just get a run where you get some favourable matches or you get a couple of favourable matches and maybe you're trying to get your win streak so that you can get your bonus stars on your way to rank 5 or on your way to rank 10 or on your way to rank 15 and you might just hit one of those unfavourable matchups but because you play well and because you you maybe get a slightly better draw or they misplay or you catch yourself misplaying before you do it that might just change the game for you and that might just reach your bonus star and that might just push you into the next rank and give you that kind of momentum so I think that is hugely hugely important for the game and for me personally I'm really enjoying it at the moment and I don't know how well I'm going to do and we'll see and I'll keep playing this quest warrior and trying to learn it better and see how I get on and try and pull away from the, the game for a bit if the meta feels like it's shifting unfavourably but it's really, really enjoyable and I hope loads of people are enjoying it out there and having fun with these decks and building all sorts of crazy things and like we're not even there yet. We're not even and I think ridiculous how I said this in that Discord, but it does I'm not sure it's even gonna settle for a while. You know, I think this is how it's gonna be for a while. And and maybe even take us up to the next expansion, which would be amazing. We get and still get kind of nearly three well, two and a half months of of just fun, random meta that um, it's just kind of enjoyable to play so yeah I guess I'm hopefully speaking for the for the every man's player rather than the professionals I get where they're coming from but for me this is the best that Hearthstone has been for a long time so um, I think that kind of wraps it up on what I wanted to say on that really again like I say to everyone really want to hear your opinions on it really want to hear what people think I've been kind of tweeting out and seeing what people are playing seeing what um you know, I've heard kind of the decks like Taunt Druid and um, Spell Hunter and Shadowwalk Shaman kind of appearing and even Warlock and um, a couple of people playing Odd Paladin and some people playing Odd Rogue and going back to other decks and Quest Warrior popping up. So, yeah, I'd love to hear from you, see what you're playing, see what you think of the meta, see how you feel. Um, it's kind of how it feels to you and how you feel about the the diversity and whether you think that's a good or a bad thing. Welcome every opinion and I'm sure not everyone shares the same as me. Um, but yeah, it'd be really cool to hear from people. So I'll wrap it up there. Um, I just wanted to kind of, I almost forgot last time I had to add it in. But uh, if you want to find me, I'm on Twitter at Grasler18. Um, and the, I'll try and get it right this time. The My Hearthstone Diary Twitter is hsdiary underscore my. Um, I do have an email address for the show, so that's myhalfstonediary at gmail.com. So email me if you've got any suggestions. Now that I'm up on Apple Podcasts, I'm going to do that thing that everyone does, and I'm going to ask if people can leave some iTunes reviews. Five stars would be better than one, four stars would be better than two, three stars, you know, let's not sit on the fence, guys. Please give me some good feedback if you've got it. I know that I know that's a big thing and that'll help. Um, I'm in some of the discords. Um, speaking to people on there as well but the main place you can find me is on is on Twitter so if you do want to have a chat talk about stuff a couple of plugs as well one thing that I'm, I massively love and 
Um, haven't really talked about much on on this show yet, but um, the UHL is a fantastic event. It's a fantastic tournament. It's set up by Ferris Biscuit and um, the kind of podcast community and some people outside of that as well. It stands for a really good thing. Um, some of the matches are incredible. The guys are bringing wild and wacky decks and and setting their own rules for matches and there's a huge um kind of following for that now so if you do get a chance and you haven't checked that out yet get on it have a look see watch some of the matches on on twitch um and uh and follow the the kind of people there for updates and um also there's the uhl rundown podcast which kind of updates each um each week on the matches that have happened and they've kind of added some really cool features to it now that makes it sound like a real kind of sports um kind of news reporting show and that's um that's excellent as well so um and check out like I always say check out some of the other podcasts out there there's some guys talking about some stuff um like talking about different decks to play talking about their kind of updating on news um talking about tournaments so there's loads of different places that you can go um and yeah, just uh, just get involved, get stuck in, build some cool crazy decks and have fun. And uh, I'll catch you next time on my Hearthstone Diary.